Hello and welcome to this week's episode of One Shot Dungeons, episode 18. Today we are joined by Hunter. Hi. Yeah, hi Hunter. Uh, what's your play experience? You've messed around much with it or not really? I have been playing for about five years and I started my sophomore junior year in high school and I've been playing since with this almost the same group during that time. Only two have left. Um, which was my ex, and then Emery. She couldn't continue playing with us because there was just this. Her situation wasn't working out with our playing time, and she wanted to do something that would more for herself. And it's totally cool, totally cool. And so, um, this past year though, I have been GMing, and the game systems that I've played, I've never played D and D. I've played Witchcraft. I've played Tiny Dungeons. I've played, mm. and right now I'm currently playing Earth Dawn, and I've played Mutant Chronicles. Like I played those ones, but I've never gotten to play D and D. Hell yeah, that's actually that's a that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what uh, <laughs> t- what's Tiny Dungeons. I haven't I haven't heard that one. Tiny Dungeons is just like a more simplistic version of D and D, right? But all you roll are D sixes, right? And if you're really good at something, you roll three D six. If you're kind of good at something, you roll two D six. And if you're not very good at something, you roll one D six. And that's really most of it. The combat's in like zone, so there's short medium and long zones and it just affects your like how hard you hit someone but you can never make more damage than one point and like hp is like up to six it's not complex at all that's actually that sounds pretty red that's pretty crazy so you said you've been playing for five years with the same group of people is that yeah. like same campaigns or switching games all the time so witchcraft kind of we didn't really enjoy it all that much anymore after like two two campaigns so then we moved on to Earth Dawn. So the past three years, we've been playing Earth Dawn. So it, which we, we've been sticking to this one because we really enjoyed like uh, the system. Mm-hmm. But one of my members, who was the original GM, he's a really great GM, branched off to another day where the boys, they play, they, they play, I think, I think they play a Pathfinder cowboy version. I can't remember what's called but they do that on wednesdays because i think they wanted something new um but they obviously want to finish whatever we're doing in our campaign right now yeah that's pretty cool that you have like that many people who are all willing to do it that you can even split up days in groups though yeah i'm really lucky yeah <laughs> love them all so much <laughs> sweet is there anything you want to plug is there anything like social media or a business you have going that you want to plug or um yeah so I am an artist. Um, I draw my characters when I can. You'll see Hukir, the wizard lizard, on Girl Pulp on Instagram. That's really the only place I post it, but I'm also on Twitter under, I think it's Fickle Glory on uh, Twitter. Or is it Girl Pulp? It's hard to do. <laughs> I never use Twitter, but it's there. Yeah, it's Fickle Glory. So Fickle Glory so Fickle, like pickle with an F, glory for Twitter, and then girl pulp um, for Instagram. Uh, everybody, go ahead and, I mean, check her out on those social medias. We'll go ahead and tag you once this episode comes out, of course, too, and link you to everything off Twitter and social media, and everybody go check out her kick-ass art. Yeah, Chet, maybe we'll reach out and get some some pictures of Cypress. By, by I yeah. I would love to. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. We don't have any art for our characters. Oh, I can fix that. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Sweet. So, uh, if you guys are ready, 
Let's get after this shit, yeah? Do it. All right, cheers. Cheers. Maybe that'll wake me up. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Cypress, we left off with you just now dropping off, uh, I believe you guys were calling her lady, uh, the woman, to the bar. You know, you had a little bit of a journey there. You went and grabbed a drink afterwards, and yeah, you find yourself in the bar. You said you were going to continue drinking for the night. Is there anything you'd like to try and accomplish throughout the night, or are you just going to head to bed after that? I mean, I've already started drinking, but if I can attune to the Willy Wand or maybe the wand that I found, yeah, well, I'll stick with the wand, the Willy Wand, because that seems more something I might use. The other wand I got at the camp with uh, Lucius. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Willy Wand is the. Break your chains. Yep. So you're going to have about like two days to kill or so. So is that what you'd like to kind of focus on for those yeah. days? Yeah. As the day rolls on, you go to bed that night and you wake up the next day and you begin trying to attune yourself with this item. Uh, please go ahead and roll a Arcana check for me. 14. There's nothing really to practice on it with, because nobody's really locked up in the chains around here, but you are kind of getting used to the touch of it as you're seeing like a bit of magic spark every now and then out of the tip, and uh, it's catching some people's eyes, but people out here in the marshes are kind of used to the magic, so okay, not too much. That's a good point. I, I should probably switch over to the other one that I got. Since I can't really practice on what it does, I'll try the other one. Okay. I'll go out in the field somewhere safe because I feel like it's going to do something that I don't expect. As that day rolls on, you find yourself in the bar once again, and this time uh, you're still seeing some people around. It seems like interchanging different adventures coming in and out, and they all seem to know each other pretty well. Uh, you find yourself getting to know a few of them, and you do notice that Lady has kind of taken over her position at the bar as well as she's kind of been working there through through the day almost, just trying to find a spot basically now. As the day rolls on, into another day now throughout this day you kind of spend some time practicing with it and every now and then you can get it to give a spark of blue light that shoots out the tip of the wand off into the marshes and kind of explodes with a bright flash of white light it seems to be resembling some sort of a magic missile you just can't seem to harness the entire power of it quite yet but you're getting there now at the end of this day yogar's little friend who was kind of scribbling and writing shit and wrote that letter for you, approaches you with a letter in hand, and he says, uh, excuse me, Cypress, but, uh, this message be for you. And he kind of hands you over a little letter. I'll take it and read it. There's a stamped wax seal of a Z on the front of it, and as you pop it open, it says, uh, hello, my friend. I hope you are safe and adapting to the marsh as well. Some of the chaos you helped so has pressured the queen. They have almost... All but locked down the stronghold lately. Some of my companions have told me the atrocities that they are committing within the castle walls are causing quite some problems. Uh, this is great news for all of us, but there is still more to be done. I have heard from my little birds telling me that the guard camp has been secretly staying within the marshes. It seems that the queen is getting more stressed 
and reaching out of her territory in search of something disastrous. Do me a favor, my friend Snipers. Capture the leader of this small camp and bring him back to the hall for some questioning. All you have to do is bring him to Yogar. He will have some men with him, and that's up to you whether or not you deal with them. All the best wishes, Z. And then, as you're kind of done reading this thing, uh, the little man hands you over a little pouch, and as you pull it open, there appears to be about 25 gold inside of it. Ooh, nice. Rich, now. So I gotta go to Yogar and uh, figure out who he's gonna assign me to this task with? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's rolling into about six or seven at night about this time, and as you make your way through the bar, it's getting a bit more packed with different adventurers from all over the lands, and you see Yogar sitting up in his large chair made of skulls and bones and shit like that. Good evening, Yogar. I've received this letter from Zgrath Montaigne, and he said that you might have a quest for me and some someone to assist me. Oh, hello, Cypress. Yes, uh, got a tad bit of a quest, I suppose. It's more fuzzy himself. I suppose he wants you to find a little camp of these guards. I've been hearing that they'd be just north of here, maybe 20 miles or so. Take Midra here. She hasn't been out in quite a few journeys, so she's going to be joining you. As he calls out through the bar, he says, Midril, get over here. And he kind of waves towards you. Um, you know, a little head pops out of the crowd. She goes, me? You calling for me? Says, yes. Please approach. I've got a, got a bit of a quest for you. Oh, oh, so, so she, you know, she's like, Turns around to someone she was a uh, patient she was speaking to. I've I've got I've got to boogie away, but it was real nice speaking to you. And she turns around and kind of wiggles through everybody. She goes, "My name is Madrid. Uh, who who wait, who am I speaking to?" That'd be me, Cyprus, and Yadril, or not Yadril. What's his name? Yobar. Yobar. Right. So she looks to Yobar, and then she looks to Cyprus. Well, Chucks doesn't know the names, but she goes. Uh, how do you do? My name is Madril, and you know, she holds out her hand. I extend my hand for a shake. You know, she takes it with both of them, and she shakes her arms real wildly, and she goes, it is just a sweet pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. What, is your, what does Madril look like? I assume she's a little shorter. Uh, she is six foot. Oh, six foot. So she popped her head out of the crowd like she was already out of the crowd. She was, sit- she was seated, and then, boing. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. She- she so is... I reach my hand up. Oh, 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 <laughs> so she is six foot and she is obvious. She's like tan, lots and lots of freckles, very pointed ears, with lots of little dangly pieces on them and like a, like little bells. You hear them like dingling on her. And she's got a big uh, cowboy hat on and she has strawberry blonde hair that's really frizzy, really curly. And she's um, quite busty and curvy, and she's obviously wearing, like, a plaid shirt, long skirt, boots with spurs, and gloves on. And her wand is placed in a hilt to her hip. Hell yeah. All right, that's dope. Fuck yeah. Nice to meet you, Madril. I'm excited to go on this journey with you. I wish us the best of luck. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for an adventure, you know. I was just telling these other patrons about all my mishaps going so cattywampus, and I was just hoping for a real pleasant adventure, but, you know, n- nothing goes according to plan. I've experienced that firsthand, so... <laughs> what exactly I'm, are I'm, we doing? We are going to some guy's camp and pretty much killing him. We're killing somebody? Nope. <laughs> yep, killing somebody. Yogar jumps in and he says, uh, no, you're uh, capturing one. 
and bringing them back actually oh so we're, ex we're escorting somebody all right i i think it's quite rude to just take somebody's life for no apparent reason oh i see i see so yobar how important is it to capture this man he's not gonna go pretty easily i assume god uh, that'd be correct yes mm. they're actually uh well, they're guards of the Witten Empire who've kind of overstepped their bounds into the marshes. Well, I need you to bring me the captain back. His name's going to be Harlan. You'll notice he's got... He'll have broader armor compared to some of the others. Make sure he comes back alive. I have a few questions you could say for him. Okay. The rest, that's up to you. And do you, do you know the way, Madril? I happen to have great expertise in these kind of adventures and navigation. So allow me to, and you know, she reaches over to her bag and whips out the map. If you see right here, we are in this area. And then she tiptoes her fingers across the map. And we need to go this way, north. Um, I've seen a couple things out there. Some mean snakes, rattlers, hate them. But they make nice boots. And I have seen some pleasant trees, wonderful wildflowers. Um, it shouldn't be too difficult, but, you know, nothing ever goes according to plan. I can agree with that, but let's uh, let's try to get us some new boots on the way. <gasps> I like the way you think, Zapris. And you know, she rolls up the map <laughs> and puts it back into her bag. Okay. So you have a pretty good general idea of where this is going to be. I mean, you're looking for a camp that necessarily isn't marked on a map, but you know that it's north about 20 miles. And Madrill, you, you can easily enough kind of place to where the general location of that's going to be. I can coordinate the stars just fine. Is there anything you guys would like to do in the bar before you take off? I'll turn to the patron I was talking to and go, Yoo-hoo, I gotta go, but I'll call you next time, okay? <laughs> he just kind of holds up his pint of beer, nods at you, and goes back to drinking. She'll lock her elbow with Cypress and she'll go, shall we go? We shall go. All right. And I'm gonna uh, kind of like strut and shake my butt a little bit. I'm like, I'm liking this energy. I'm just like, yeah, go. <laughs> oh, you walk exactly how you should. <laughs> it's about six or so at night as you guys are kind of making your way out of this the bar the adventures guild itself the sun's not quite set you've got a few hours to go but you got about 20 miles to cover so it's going to be quite a bit of time before you get there we might get two boots or two <laughs> sets of boots on the way there oh, i'm so excited is there do you know if there's any horses or a carriage that we can take well I would assume that somebody's got a horse somewhere, and I bet I bet if we asked politely, they'd let us borrow it for a for a day or two. There are some horses outside. They seem to be tied up in like different kind of wraps and armor, almost on some of them. And you see two or three guys kind of standing around the stables. If you'd like to approach them, you could. I will. Approach. Yeah. You okay, so you see two orcs, and one kind of leans over his. Uh, he says, "Uh, oh, hello, little woman. What do you need?" Well, you see, my little lady friend here, and I really need to get somewhere. It's very important for new boots. But do you think it would be too much trouble to let us borrow your horses for 20-some miles there and back? I, well, I, sh I suppose I could do something about that. How much are you willing to pay? With money? Yeah, how much does your uh, horses usually cost for a day? Well, I don't rent out my horse generally, but, uh... I suppose we could cut a deal, we'll say four gold. You take it, and I expect it back, of course. Are we good with this, Madrill? Four gold seem a little expensive to you. Mm. Are these dead broke horses, or are they pretty lively? There's my, well, me, I've got a war horse myself. 
this bastard will run through anything, and I can promise you that. In the face of battle, we might need a one a one horse that'll run through just about damn anything. So I would say I would say two gold. You know, he's saying two gold for each horse. I'd say two gold for the the warrior horse. And she kind of looks back at them, and then she bends down to Cypress a little more and whispers. And I, I'd say, you know, it's a two day trip. Or it's a, you know, it's a long trip. Walking's gonna be real difficult. So two gold is fine mm-hmm. for the war horse. But if we get one that's less war, less war horse, I'd, I'd you know bid about fifty silver. That's what I'd say. And so she turns, and the other horse, is it war horse? Is it, you know, riding horse for travels? Well, that's my friend Tony's horse. And he kind of shouts out, Tony. And you see this little man with a large backpack, kind of almost the size of him, come scurrying out. And he says, uh, oh, hello. And uh, I hear you're looking to acquire a horse. Why, yes, me and my friend have a very long excursion to get you, 20 miles there, 20 miles back. And we was hoping to borrow those horses from you for a uh, little bit and a little bit of hay for you, of course. This and I was pay. asking about what kind of horse that you had right there because um, he's mentioning his is a war horse that does war things and yours is just a riding horse for riding things. Then um, I don't expect to pay two gold for the whole thing. Oh, well, uh, I mean, what did you have in mind? I was thinking maybe sil- like 50 silver. That ought to do plenty for you. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> I don't like that roll. <laughs> oh no. Seven is eight. Okay. He just kind of, he laughs and he says, uh, well, you see, this isn't just a riding horse. This is a show horse. This thing's beautiful. It's majestic. You think 50 silver? What if it dies? Then what do I have? Now you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Look, I'll give you one gold for the show show horse, and I'll give the other guy two for the war horse. I mean, I suppose that's fair enough. And you'll have them back tomorrow, yes? Yes. Yep. Okay, then. That sounds good enough to me, then, as they begin to untie the horses and hand over the reins to the two of you. Which one you want, Cypress? The war horse or the show horse? I kind of fancy think... the show horse. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to say I was a little smaller, so you could take the war horse, but either way, oh, for me. And you see in the two horses, so the show horse, it's a nice brown horse with some, like, blonde hair, and it's got a really clean saddle on it, and some little show bags on the side. And then the war horse is just, it almost looks like a large, well, a small Clydesdale. It's still pretty massive, and it's got some, like, armor plating around its chest and down the sides of it underneath the saddle. And it's like a gray, gray-haired gray horse. Oh, they're so darn pretty. And she hops onto the show horse. Okay, and I'll I'll climb up. I'm a little shorter. It's going to take me a little effort to <laughs> climb up the war horse. Now that you guys got some some means of travel, heading on out. Yes, sir. Are you guys going on a just kind of a nice little trot? You guys, or are you guys galloping, speeding your way there? It's going to be a little bit more dangerous to gallop, of course, because you're kind of in some swampy, deserty lands at this point. Uh, and you never know what you could come across, so it's a little bit more dangerous to gallop, or you could take your time and kind of go slowly to keep an eye out for stuff. I, I think I, w- I would like to go on a trot, and then maybe me and Madril can, you know, get to know each other a little bit better. We're, we're about to go on a battle, and or some kind of journey, so it'd be nice to get to know each other before we uh, risk our lives together. Uh, yeah, a, a pleasant trot sounds good, you know, with the march and everything, you you don't want to break a horse's leg, and I'm not really prepared to a horse. Right. I think this is the first time I've ever ridden a horse, so it's, uh, 
Yeah. You got the biggest one, too. I know. I'm a little I'm afraid. I didn't uh, know a horse has got this big. No, we never really got these horses' names. Is there a collar? Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh look. On uh the show horse, you do see uh around like the saddle hand kind of, right up on the the top of it, you see a name kind of pressed into the leather. And it says sunshine. Oh. Oh, that's pleasant. And then on the war horse you're not seeing anything. I'll call him Greg. Did you want to name it for the for your for for the for the while, a Cypress? Greg. <laughs> Greg. Greg. You want to name a warhorse? Yep. <laughs> that is your experience. That's what you want to do. I'll let you enjoy it. Greg the warhorse. Okay. Greg, yeah, yeah. So as you guys depart on Greg the warhorse and Sunshine, you guys begin making your way down the trail. Is there anything you guys would like to keep an eye out for or do on your way? Yeah, uh, so Madrill, where, where are you from? I've, uh, I've, I haven't heard that accent in my travels so far. Where I'm from? Um, I'm from Amandas. Amandas. You know, it's just, you know, a lot of agriculture and growing and animal hitching and things like that, you know. Um, comes with the territory. Yeah, so you're pretty used to riding horses and stuff like that? Oh, yes. I've, I've been riding these before I could walk. You know, it's just been... A thing I've developed, you know, a way with animals, really. And what brought you to the marsh? Well, I was I was thinking maybe, you know, mom and pa have been telling me I had to get married and find a suitor. And, you know, I'm just not ready for that. You know, I'm I'm only like 45 years old. I shouldn't be expected to do all that now, especially at my prime. So, you know, I told him, why don't I go off, find an adventure and live my life before I settle on down? So they agreed and they said, if you know. If I was able to, you know, create a name for myself and be all worshipped and whatever, a hero, I said, I need to be be a hero. I just have to enjoy my life. So anyway, um, I wasn't ready, so I ran away. Yeah, I mean, 45 is really young for an elf, so I I don't blame you at all. You got your your rung springer. (laughs) What about you, Cypress? What are you from? What, what, my deal? Sorry. Uh, my deal? I don't really know too much about my past. I actually uh, got captured by the Queen Witten, and she kind of erased some of my memories. I don't know my past before that. I've learned a little bit more, and I've learned that I'm working for some kind of gang that is going against the Witten Empire, and I'm trying to get the information and finish taking her down. You got captured by the Queen and found out you're part of a revolt against the Queen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just unique, and I hope that you have a wonderful journey through that. I really do. It's interesting. I haven't learned a lot about myself. I'm just... <laughs> you know, part of these journeys is about learning about ourselves, and we are about to discover a lot. And, you know, she kind of, like, uh, puffs out her chest, and her elbows are all pointed outward as, as she, you know, is regally seated, seated up on the uh, saddle. I'm going to be hugging the, the horse's neck because I've never ridden a horse before, and I'm like... That looks nice. <laughs> no, your power's in your butt, honey. You got to sit up straight and hold the reins like this, because if you start leaning over like that over the horn of the saddle, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do much. Uh, very timidly, I'll sit up and try to take the same position as Madrill. Now, when the horse makes you, you know, when you bounce like that, you know your butt's hitting the saddle. Yeah, rhythm. Find your rhythm. You worm your body with the horse as it trots forward. Okay. <laughs> As you guys kind of have this conversation, the night rolls on for a moment. You guys are making good time. Most of the trails appear to be surprisingly clear at this point. 
Do we see any snakes? We need some. We need some boots. I need a new pair of boots. Need some new pair of boots. Go ahead and roll a investigation check, both of y'all. I had a thirteen. I got a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So you, as you guys are kind of keeping an eye out for this now, you know that you're about you're a little more than halfway there, and you guys have been going for about an hour or so. You guys are going at a good pace, and uh, as you're kind of keeping an eye out on along some of the ends of these swamps that seem to be rolling by the trail, you do notice what would look like a snake hole almost, Madril, and you're kind of familiar with it, and you do notice a strange little pack into the side of one of these mounds of dirt that kind of line the edge of the swamp, and it kind of catches your interest. Madril holds out a hand, she goes, oh, hold up, snake hole. I'm going to pull back on my reins. Okay. She unmounts, demounts. She yeah. gets off the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, saunters over to the snake hole and she looks to them. She goes, You know how to catch a snake? I have no idea. Neither do I. They usually just show up. <laughs> uh, I'll start kicking the snake hole and see if I can oh, rattle. No, no, oh, 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 sorry. I don't do that. You gotta attract the snake. You don't want to scare it away. Oh, okay. Stick your hand in. Me? Stick my hand in? Yeah, you're the fighter, right? I, I'm a sorcerer. I'm not really a fighter, <laughs> but uh, is there a stick? Let me grab a stick. I'll, st- I'll put a stick in there. I feel like something that's cold and skinny is not going to attract a snake like a warm, juicy hand. Stick your hand in there, <laughs> get a bite, wrap it around the neck, and pull it out. All right. You know more about snakes than I do, so I'll stick my skinny little hand in the hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as you kind of dig your hand deeper into this hole... Uh... It's almost a little bit too tight for your fist if you can feel like the wet, cold mud kind of run across the sides of your fist and down your arm as you get a bit deeper in there. You begin to almost hear something kind of moving from within the hole. I hear it. I hear a snake. What do I do? Keep on reaching. Grab it. Grab it around. Make sure you grab around the head. You should, it'll probably, you'll probably figure out what it is real quick because it'll probably have its mouth wrapped around your hand. But don't worry. I, I gotta. I got to cure wound spell at the ready for you okay all right all right and i'm put my hand in the hole a little more and like wiggle my fingers around trying to touch something okay so you're just gonna wiggle your finger in there all <laughs> yeah, right yeah. <laughs> the worm eat me or a rat so, as you do that you feel just a bite as it grabs onto the very end of your finger and it begins kind of like just sticking its teeth right into the like you can almost feel it pressing onto the bone okay and I'll, i'm gonna Use my thumb to push it, pinch its head in between the top of my fingers. Okay. And then yank it out and smack it on the ground. <laughs> okay. As you rip it out of the hole really quickly, you throw it onto the ground. As you see, it looks to be a decent sized snake as it smacks onto the ground. Um, from the little bite, though. Roll a con save for me. That's a natural 20, baby. Okay. So you do take three points of damage from the bite as it appears to went pretty fucking deep into your finger there but it doesn't appear to be poisonous as it kind of drops to the ground you see a black black snake with kind of white stripes lining down the side of it as you throw it to the ground it kind of smacks to the ground and begins to stand up and stare at the two of you as it kind of is sizing the two of you up how many boots is this one about one <laughs> <laughs> oh shit this is gonna take well, a I while do you like stripes you know I, I never really like stripes on me I'll take it, yeah. I mean, we, we gotta get ourselves two pair each, right? We do, we do. What are you guys doing? Is it sizing you up currently, and it's it appears to be getting ready to strike. 
uh, I'm going to put my foot on its head and then try to take my dagger and cut its head off. As you kind of see it lining up towards you, you press its boot over its head and you manage to grab on with your knife quickly and take the head off this this snake. It's a decent little size. It's probably two, three feet, but that's not a ton. But like you said, it'll kind of get you a boot or so. So you do know that snakes are around in this area, but that's up to you guys if you'd like to go deeper into this kind of searching or not. We gotta get a matching snake or else this is gonna look weird. That is true. We can keep looking for snake holes. I just can't guarantee we're gonna find the same snake. This is not This is a mess. I'm gonna reach further into the same hole. Now you're just reaching deeper? Yes. I I think I have a greater reach. So. How how deep are you trying to put your arm into this thing? In my shoulder. Your shoulder. Okay. Oh, wow. And then I'm going to cast a a spell called Mage Hand to reach even further down the hole. I don't even think it's that big, but. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to collect all of them. (laughs) As you stick your hand deeper into this hole and then you cast out a Mage Hand, you begin to hear almost some of the soil begins to like creak and crack just in front of you by a few feet. The soil is kind of breaking down and almost falling into a trail around itself leading up towards your hand. You feel a large presence kind of grab on to the end of your mage hand as it appears to be coming closer and closer towards your fist itself. It looks like you got the mother load. You got the fucking, you got the mama. Oh, I'm so excited. We got a big one, boys. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to yank it. You're going to yank? Okay. So as you go in to reach your hand, you take five points of damage as you feel your fist almost engulfed entirely in just a nasty liquid. And you rip <gasps> your hand out and you just see the head of this large snake kind of covered over your fist. And as you yank farther, it just continues to follow almost. And you're only, you've gotten it about three to four feet outside of this hole as it's attached to the other end of your hand. It appears to just be sticking onto your fist. I will turn my body over and sit on top of the snake with my while my fist is still in its mouth. And I look at Cypress and see, Cypress, you see what I got here? You got a big one. I got boots! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, plural, boots. That's not just one. That's that's at least three or four. Kill it, kill it, hurry up! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go up there and, like, uh, try to cut its head off of her arm so it Mind uh, my drop. hand, mind my hand, it's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> below her hand, before, below her fist. I'm not going to cut her hand off. Okay, make another attack for me there, please. Really in there. Uh, I think it's trying to swallow me whole. 17. So as you begin, kind of, you're more trying to line it up and taking a bit of time rather than going for the damage shot, and you're kind of cutting through this as you're feeling just like a thick hide on the outside of the snake, and she's kind of straddling it. You're seeing the end of it winding up more and more around down on the ground beneath her feet almost and this thing's appearing to be about six to seven feet long as it's kind of almost winding itself around the bottom of her leg you got a nice little cut into it but it's now just putting up more of a fight so it's got your feet one of well your right leg is kind of being wrapped around as the rest of the snake end has kind of pulled itself out of the hole and you feel just the pressure almost kind of crushing some of the muscle underneath your leg Oh, this is very... And you take about four points of damage as it's kind of pressuring into you and you feel the blood almost going out of your calf. Can I please do mind spike? As you kind of 
with your hand inside of the mouth of this beast, you're kind of trying to hold on to it as it's constricting around your legs. You kind of punch out some magic from the inside of it almost as you just sense into its brain and you see its eyes just kind of go wide for a moment as it begins to kind of tighten around your fist a bit more as it's just trying to hold on. You see its eyes just roll into the back of its head as the body just go limps around to your leg and drops to the ground. And you see its eyes kind of shut as it just... The teeth are kind of stuck into you, but it's appearing to be dead at this point. Madrill, you gotta teach me how to do that. I thought you said you were a caster. I, I don't know how to do that. Oh, my goodness me. Now I got a little hairy. Thank you for your assistance. And, you know, she kind of she's going to yank the jaw off of her hand or arm. And, you know, she looks at it and she examines herself. She goes, that's going to leave a pretty scar. And then she looks at Cypress. She goes, what do you know then? I know a little bit of fire magic. I know a little bit of chaos. I know a little bit of uh, witch bolt. But other than that, not too much. I can turn things invisible. That comes to mind. <laughs> like that and she bends over and pick up the snake and put it over her shoulders and she go well, let's uh pack this up and uh head on out and you can tell me more about what spells you do and don't know and i'll tell you about spells that i do and do not know <laughs> okay okay <laughs> well I, I pull up my baby snake compared to hers and i'm like hmm, i kind of <laughs> i'm a little sad that yeah i mean yours is probably two inches wide like in diameter or whatever and about two and a half feet long hers is probably about Six six to seven-ish feet long, and probably about four to five inches wide. Quite a difference there, but uh, she caught the big one. Your Maybe first snake bad. hunt wonderfully. I, I applaud you for the bravery of just sticking your arm into a hole out when a stranger told you to. It's a little crazy, <laughs> but, you know, I respect it. <laughs> just here to make friends. Well, you're so darn good at it. You know, she, puts, she goes, I'm, I'm going to have to put the snake on the war horse. I fear the blood will get on the show horse not i feel like that'll up some kind of detail fee right true true is there little uh ropes or whatever to there's some ropes kind of tied off around some of the armor and shit like that okay on the war horse yeah okay so we'll we'll tie up the snakes on the back of the war horse okay it takes you guys a little bit of time as you kind of manage to find a way to wrap the snake itself up almost like a rope and then tie it off into onto the side of the horse and this horse is big enough to where the weight of this doesn't seem to affect it too much as it kind of just takes it and doesn't really take much notice of it. It'd probably be better if I, like, take the top. How t The horse wasn't seven feet tall, so I'm going to have to take the end of the snake and wrap it onto the other side, tie it off so it's not dragging. We don't want to damage this shit that we just got. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It, like, kind of wrap it to both sides almost. Yeah. 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 So... After a little bit of time, yeah, you can kind of adjust it and get it set up right to where it's kind of leaned correctly and not just dragging through the mud of the swamp as you make your way through. Would you guys like to continue on or search for some more? What's your plan? We happy with this hunt, Madrill? We th we got enough boot or uh, leather? I, I am satisfied. Let's uh move on forward. Let's do it. And I'll climb back on my horse. So that killed another 30 or 40 minutes of your time is now kind of the little bit of sun is kind of gleaming over this last bit, just kind of glowing through the sides of the swamp. Uh, the shadows are kind of overtaking as the darkness is beginning to set in and kind of the pockets hidden beneath the trees. It takes you another hour or so before you kind of feel like you're coming into the correct area as you find a little canyon almost that this trail slowly begins to switch from marsh back into kind of foresty foliage kind of. 
and you're finding yourself kind of following this little canyon leading down. And uh, Madrill, you know that you're getting damn close. We're getting damn close. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, slow my horse down from a trot to just like a kind of a walking pace. Okay. As you guys continue on, kind of making your way slowly through this now at this point, through this small little canyon, you finally find yourself at a small little four-way kind of in the road. And you see a cart lying, blocking the path almost with a... It's kind of been tipped over. It almost seems like it's been attacked. You see a few arrows kind of scattered throughout it with a chest lying in the ground. And it's kind of blocking the path to the left. And then the canyon leads on, just kind of scooting by it. And then another path leading. It's going to be a little bit hard to get your horses past it, but with a little bit of maneuvering, you guys might be able to. What do you think, Madrill? You know, these lands a little bit far, or a little bit more than I do. Do you think we should move that carriage out of the way? or I, I mean, I could set it on fire, or we can search it out first and just go the other way. I feel like someone's been attacked here. So I'm pretty sure whatever was goodies has been taken. However, that doesn't kill my curiosity. So we'll dismount again. She goes, ah, perhaps we should leave the horse. No, she gets back on the horse. No, we should keep the horses. We might have to <laughs> run away. And then she gets off the horse. No, I don't want the horse to get hurt. Something hairy happens. And then she gets back on it. But I want to keep the horse because I could help it run away. And then she sings. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go look at it together on the horses. Okay, we'll trot a little closer to the carriage. Okay, you you do a great job with role playing and like making your character come alive. And then me, I just do my own voice like a lame ass. No, but... you do you do a great. You just learn in Cypress's personality. You don't even know her. You don't even know her. I don't. You know what I mean? So she's just gonna develop, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be well, good. he's a dude. So I mean, maybe maybe Wait, she's but... a girl. Wait, Cypress is a dude? I thought Cypress was a girl this whole entire time. Yeah, it's been pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> you... I haven't... When he's... I don't even know if you've been saying he, and my mind shifted it to she at this point. <laughs> That's oh all right. my god. <laughs> I'm a shapeshifter, so I can be a girl if I want to. Yeah, if you want me to... Sh I could shapeshift into a woman right now no, if you want. No, Cypress is a boy, and my whole world is crashing down. <laughs> so... As you two are kind of contemplating what to do, Madrill, down the trail to your left and kind of off up north, basically a little bit off of the side of this canyon trail, you begin hearing a bit more noise and kind of throughout the sunset almost, this orangish yellow that kind of runs through the forest, you do notice a campfire and a bit of smoke kind of coming from deeper within the trees as well. You don't have like an eye line on or anything, but you do hear all of that and kind of notice and see all of this happening just a bit deeper off in the forest here to your left. You know, I, I turn to Cypress and I put a finger over my hand and I point in the direction of the sound and, you know, I say, I think we should investigate on foot. You said you had invisibility? I do, yeah. Do you want to be invisible or do, should I be invisible? You only do one? I can, I can only do one, yeah. All right, are you a good sneaker snob? You, you good at sneaking? I got plus two meta. You... <laughs> <laughs> you pull out, you know, Cypress pulls out this character sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very meta. You I got see a plus these numbers. <laughs> Stealth, plus two. You got a plus one, so I'm barely ahead of you. Yeah, so you're, I, I, I suppose you know how to use a bed, so why don't you go scurry on over there and figure out what's going on, and then report back to me, and I'll, I'll be here. Oh, here. If anything should, shall happen, and I'm going to cast a 
mage armor onto Cypress. Fancy, fancy. Hey, yo. So your AC becomes 13 plus your dex modifier. 14. Okay. That's better than it was. Yeah, I was 11. We're the same. All right. So once we you cast... Yeah, we are the same. Uh, once you cast that on me, I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. And I'll touch myself in a non-sexual way and uh, do invisibility. As you begin making your way up kind of deeper down into this trail, uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check for me, please. That's terrible. It's four. Yeah, but I'm invisible. Do I get advantage on that? I mean, they're not going to see you. They'll hear me. I'm a squirrel. I'm going to make chipmunk sounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you give us a chipmunk sound? Snake. Just eating some nuts. You can follow the trail or you can head into the trees. Kind of up to you. What would you like to do? I'll he- I'm invisible, so I'll just head in between the trees and kind of look out to the trail on the left. Okay. So they'll investigate. Hopefully they'll investigate the trees if I make any sounds or anything like that. Uh, you do make some sounds. So as you get a bit closer, you do notice that there's some movement going on around in this camp. You see a few men kind of spotted out, out in the camp sitting on some logs. Just kind of doing some bullshit. They all appear to have some kind of light armor on. And as you make a bit of noise, the one closest to you kind of stands up for a moment. You can't quite hear what they're saying from over there. But this one does begin making its way down towards the trail. Uh, You see him kind of peering out through some bushes, kind of spawning down the line. But you're invisible, so he doesn't quite see anything. You see this happening there, Cypress, kind of directly in front of you at the headline of this trail. You see this kind of man in some leather armor it's got a few pieces of metal kind of built around his forearms and some metal boots but he doesn't appear heavily armored and he's kind of got a short sword sheath on his side as he's kind of peering down the trail and almost trying to take a look back at the carriage it kind of he gives up after a moment as he's not clearly seen anyone and he begins to make his way back to the campfire okay and i'll make my way back to madrill okay we'll go ahead and go with another stealth check please all right I'll take a 21. All right. So you make your way up, not making a sound this time. As you kind of creep and know the way through the forest, you step over the sticks you've crunched before and you find your way back at the other end of the carriage and crossing over. Madril clearly doesn't see you as she's just kind of, well, what are you doing, Madril? As he's kind of disappeared. I'm investigating the wagon to see if it's salvageable or if it's just, you know, knocked off its rocker and it's just useless. Easily enough, kind of upon inspection, you do notice that two of the wheels on the right side of the right side of the crate that kind of lead towards this trail that Cypress went down seem to be kind of broken and off axis. You might be able to tip it back up and get it to roll, but it doesn't appear like it'd be the cleanest ride. You do notice two crates, one behind it that seems to be tied in ropes that kind of fell off of it, and then another in front of the cart itself that is just kind of a locked chest. That seems to be sitting on the ground. It has a large padlock sitting on it. But the cart itself, it might be able to move, but it it it's going to be a bit of an issue trying to go fast. I'll look at the chest. Okay. Upon closer inspection, you're not noticing any magical sources on the outside of it. You're seeing just kind of a large padlock right on the center of it. I don't think it's going to be able to open it with some keys. While she's doing that, can I? I'm gonna. S- Spooker, okay, you need these? And I <laughs> hand out some uh, lockpicks, or the one set of lockpicks that I have. Drill, out of nowhere next to you as you're kind of taking a closer inspection of this, do you hear this in your ear as you see a set of uh, 
lockpick keys kind of pull up in front of you out of thin air. Oh, oh my goodness me. And, you know, she like, don't sneak up on me like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I could have really screamed and we'd, we'd be gone for if there was any baddies over there. Also, what did you see? <laughs> okay. Well, I saw a little campsite with three three guys up there. I don't know. I didn't really look too hard, but I don't think I saw the guy that we need. He was a he's a guy that was with like heavier set armor and he kinda of stuck outside of the crowd. I didn't really see that up there, I don't think. Launch open that box right there and then we'll we'll deal with him in a second. That is the camp? Yeah, I don't know. maybe. It Hopefully. Must be the camp. You'd you'd have a pretty good assumption, Madrill, that based on like the distance that they told you that you'd have to travel and kind of where it would be that this would be a pretty good guess on that yeah, this would be the camp. Perfect. Open up that box. Do you, I have lockpicks? I'm, I'm not very good with them. Are you? Are you good with them? Wait, you have lockpicks, but you don't use the lockpicks. <laughs> I bought them one time. I I was trying to like deceive one guy, and it learned. It just leaned into this long thing, and now I have lockpicks, and it just. Wait, is Cypress talking to me while he's still invisible? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking to him at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'll give it a go. Um, for sure. I don't that's, believe that's I have. the only set I have. So I mean, I'd like if you didn't break them, but if you did break them, I'm not gonna hold you accountable. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any um lock picking skills, so neither well, do I. We're both sorcerers. Well, yeah, let's try acid splash. I just want to get acid on the lock. You kind of build this small bubble of acid within your hands as you kind of round it out for a moment trying to kind of center it on itself you release it onto the chest it pierces into the lock and breaks that but it also begins to slide down the side of the chest kind of burning away some of the wood as a bit of smoke kind of pours out from the side of it for a moment and you see a few things on the inside seem to take a bit of damage but it's hard to tell what exactly is in there until you pop the top i pop it open as you crack the top of this chest open and you take a look in you see a really nice, kind of like a throw blanket, almost, and as you kind of dig through it, you pull open the top layer, and you see three little vials inside of it. They seem to be, like, wrapped in the blanket for safety, and they appear to be three medium health potions. This feels like a bad sign that we're gonna get in a big fight. <laughs> it does. Yep. Well, you know, she takes two and hands them off to you for the wound uh, for earlier. Thank you. And Thank for that and she'll pocket the singular one. All right. And then the crate. I want to get whatever I can out of that crate. The crate to the right? Yes. Okay. I'll get off my horse if I have to maneuver around stuff. Uh, yeah, This it gets a little tight in between the wall and the side of the cart there. So it'd be a bit easier to hop off the horse. Um, I'll, I'll grab the reins of the horse, both of them, the war horse and the show horse. Okay. Just so they don't run off. As you hop off and you make your way over to this side of the crate over there, you notice that it's kind of stamped with a Witten Empire logo right across the front of it, but it appears to just be tied shut. Would you like to just cut it open? or? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So as you cut through a moment and you pop it off the top, you notice that there's mostly just food rations. You find some vegetables and a bit of dried meat kind of all stacked into each other, and it's just kind of tied up into this crate. I don't have anything in here that I need. She looks over to you, Cypress. Um, so are we going to storm the castle, or do you want to sneak around the mall and just grab the guy and go? I don't know how well we can just take the guy. I'd love to do that. I would. That would be my first choice, just, like, 
distract the other two. I am invisible, so we can tie these horses off to the carriage in front of us, and maybe I'll make some noise and... Why don't you... And, you know, she grabs the blanket and puts it over Cypress. Spook them. <laughs> okay. But I'm invisible. So they're going to grab the blanket off, and then I'll be and invisible, then, and it's like I'm an actual ghost? Yeah, like a real ghost, and they'll be scared out of their pants, and they'll, they'll piss themselves, and they'll run away like big old babies. Okay, okay. Uh, what should be what should be my line? What's the what's the spooky line that I say? Say how could you betray me? I bet one of them, you know, those characters probably did something real bad, and somebody probably died as a result of it. So if you say how could you have done this to me? How could you betray me? They'd be like, oh, is that you? And then they'll say, yes, it's me, and it'll it'll be great. It'll be great. But if it doesn't work, um, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll run. I'm gonna get um while Cypress is. Working on a spooky act, I'm gonna get together with Torching Ray. That's what I want to do. You'd like to kind of prepare that one? Yes, please. So you're kind of waiting, what, until they gather around Cyprus? Yes. Okay. When I went up there earlier, I saw that there's a rock right outside their camp to the yeah. the south side of their camp. I'm gonna stand up on that when when we're prepared. Okay. So you kind of want to get behind it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then once okay. we're ready, I'm gonna step on it. For you, Madrill. I need a line of sight. I can't see these guys, right? Not so I just want to be in a position. At. Yeah, I need to. I just want to get to a position where the, where the where they will be in line of sight. So anywhere between anywhere with like near that big rock, the big rock that's closest to the wagon, the biggest rock of them all. Okay, that would be good. Yeah. So Cypress, please make another stealth check for me as you kind of creep your way up to this rock near their camp. Eight. Okay. Perfect. So what I wanted to roll. <laughs> another few of them the one who checked before you hear him say uh hey boys i keep hearing something strange out here and uh they all seem to kind of take a bit of notice as you notice another man kind of step out a tent over here and he begins kind of approaching a bit closer now at this point you see a few of them as they're like you're just hearing things ignore it already as he kind of follows behind as well and you kind of they're moving around in the camp now as you're kind of making some noise. Once again, stepping on twigs and fucking shit up as you're trying to stealth on up. All right. I think that's my time to go. I'm going to get in front. I'm going to get on top of that rock right in front of me. Okay. You jump up on top of the rock. I'm a point, but not in a, like, a specific, specific person, just like in the general direction. Like, you, you know what you've done. You fucking betrayed me. <laughs> okay. Are you, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Roll a intimidation. That'd be a 23. Okay. The man in front kind of gets startled as he says, what the fuck was that? And he begins scooting backwards. The man in the far back begins to draw a crossbow as he says, just kill it already. And he fires off a bolt. It shoots past you as the arrow just kind of glides off into the air and you see a few of them kind of startled. As he's still trying to reload his shit, the rest of them seem to be pretty freaked out. And you hear all this noise happening. Finally, a large man kind of steps out of the back tent. A large man in plate mail armor with a massive sword kind of sheathed to his side approaches to the back. And he says, uh, well, boys, what's going on down here? Does you keep fucking shouting? Just handle it already. And they say, uh, is there something spooky going on over here? You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, 
The first one's like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> Spooked him. <laughs> so what are you going to do, Cypress? As they're all kind of spooked up, a few of them, one in the back is still trying to reload his little crossbow, and the large man in plate mail is just kind of shaking his head at them. And I'm going to lift off, because I got the, the carpet over me. I'm a spooky ghost. I'm going to lift up the carpet off of me and drop it like I'm a ghost. And then I'm going to run into those guys. Okay. Because they're all, they're all pretty close to each other. They're just straight straight in, in there. And there's two guys right, right by a log. There you go. And then I'm going to fucking, I'm going to thunderstep the shit out of there. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Man, I really set that up for you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> okay. So you're shouting that as you're running in between them? <laughs> yeah. The one says, uh, it's moving. Look at it go. It's the voices it's are changing moving. and it's running everywhere. <laughs> I love how he's sticking to it. Nobody knows what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. He'll come to them. He'll come to them. <laughs> so, He'll remember. As you say that, you kind of sprint into the center of them and just a burst of sound explodes into the area and electricity kind of shoots through the air arcing between all the armor of all these men you appear on the other rock just behind the tent you see them all kind of course and drop to the ground for a moment as they're slowly getting back up and the one says what the fuck are we doing here Arlen says <laughs> this shit's spooky I thought there was monsters not ghosts <laughs> so you are up first there Madrell. so one order of Demon hot scorching rays. So as you kind of stand in this back line, seeing all of this unfold in the chaos at the campsite, you pull your wand from your hip and you just point it out into the distance. And as you kind of begin waving it in four different directions, all of these flames begin to just shoot from the end of your wand at each flick. And as the four flames fly out towards the campfire, they collide into four of the men. Three of them just get shot onto their back. The one who were taking the most damage from the thunder, they drop dead onto the ground. As you see a few of them kind of writhing on the ground, trying to hold their chest for a moment, you see them pass away. The other one gets knocked back as well, as he's kind of still on his last bit of life, but he's kind of holding it together as he's trying to stand back up. And he just goes, Harlan, what the fuck, man? And you have your movement. <laughs> So, it's this man's turn now, and as he kind of steps forward in between the two logs, the two sitting logs by the campfire, you see him kind of pull a crossbow out as he's just kind of pointing it in circles around. He doesn't know where to go, he doesn't really know where to shoot as everything's kind of catching him off guard, and that's going to be his turn. Up next, you see Harlan head back into his tent, and a moment later, you see him come out with a large shield, almost about five feet long and it almost drags in the dirt as he's kind of walking, and he pulls out a large blade from his side, and he's kind of staring off and circling around as he's kind of preparing himself. Up next, we have you, Cypress. Yeah, let's just make this easy. I'm going to throw a uh, firebolt at the remaining guard that is not Harland. As you kind of peer off from behind the rocks, you fire off a shot, and it flies just right past his chest as he's kind of circling around he sees it shoot past him colliding into the rock on the other end of the campsite uh, and it seemed to have taken his notice as he's kind of placed himself a bit better now and notices where you could be 
I'm here for Harlan, not you. Leave now and you will live. That's good. That's good. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Cypress? Movement, shit like that. I'll show you what he does on his turn, but for now. No, I'll, I'll just stay behind the rocks that I'm at. Okay. Up next is you, Madrell. My turn. Oh, well, I think I'll do myself a little bit of that. What about mine, Spike? Ooh. Okay. Ew. So from the back of the tree line, you kind of hold your wand up, and as you focus on Harlan himself, this, like, grayish-white light almost swirls through the air. It's just only visible to you. As it begins flying towards him, you see it smack into his forehead, and as his head just begins painting himself, you see him grab onto it as he drops his shield to the ground and you see him kind of drop to a knee as he's just holding his face trying to hold it together but that fucked him up pretty good right there and you know she will uh reveal herself from behind the rock and shout to the the guy and she goes now listen here you if you want to see another day you you better get out of here so up next is the guard and as he kind of heard that voice once before and now seen harlan just like drop a shield out of nowhere and he hears you madrill kind of shouting out to him he just seems more terrified than anything and you see him just kind of like i'm out of here i'm done with this harlan this shit's too spooky for me too spooky (laughs) spooked him and he just begins running off deeper into the forest at this point and he has given up on trying to fight a ghost up next is harlan gonna try and Kind of break his way out of this. And as he's trying to kind of pull himself together, you see him trying to stand up as just his head is just burning almost. As he's kind of still clenching his head with his fist as he's trying to stand. And he kind of snaps out of it finally, but he's just kind of lost and still doesn't know what's happening at this point. Up next is you, Cypress. I'll get up to, I think I have enough movement to get up to Harlan. Yeah, you do. You can get like right in between the two tents right by him. Can I... Can I reach him? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move up to Harlan, and I'm going to reach out and, like, push him down on the ground. And okay. say, just like, stay down, Harlan. You actually do manage to kind of shove him as he drops back a bit. He digs his sword into the ground, and he kind of stares up into the nothingness of where you're standing. But he seems to have, like, felt the push now, and he kind of has an idea. But he says, get the fuck out of my head. As he's kind of pulling his sword up slowly, trying to You're fight it. You're in your own head, Harland. Up next is you, Madrill. You know, she, you know, runs to the uh, outskirt of the camp. She shouts, Harland, I-, I recommend you best drop your sword. And, you know, she holds her wand out towards him. Or the consequences will be quite dire. And uh, I recommend, you know, going out alive is better than uh, going out with uh, a headache. So as you say that, you see him kind of set his blade into the ground as he says, uh, and where might you be from, ma'am? That's none of your business. Take me to dinner next time. And, you know, he's <laughs> <after, laughs> uh, and approaches him. <laughs> me and my invisible okay. compadre have come to escort you back over to the town just 20 miles south from here. Apparently you've been oversetting your uh, boundaries. You know the queen ain't gonna be too kind with y'all. Once she makes her way down here to the marshes, right? You're overstepping your bounds. That's for damn sure. I'll spit on him. You spit on him? You're overstepping your bounds. We're in the marshes, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, she... He kind of... 
spit comes out of nowhere as it kind of hits his chest, and he just shakes his head as he wipes it off and kind of grabs it with his hand almost and throws it to the ground. Now Cypress, get off, get off the, the big man, and, you know, she extends a hand out to him. So as you extend your hand out, he grabs onto you. Please roll a strength check for me. No! <laughs> <laughs> Two minus one is one! <laughs> So as you reach your hand out, he grabs onto yours and, like, tries to start pulling himself up. And as he does that, he just tugs you to the ground quickly and flips you over down onto your back. And as he kind of straddles you, you see him pull a blade out from his boot and he places it to your neck. And he says, now tell me why I shouldn't kill you right here and now. Because I could kill you faster than you, than you say lickety-split. That's your match, old man, and I recommend you stay alive long enough to make threats. Says, look. I assume you two are taking me to kill me somewhere. I'm not killing you nowhere. People just have some interesting questions to ask you. That's all I am, a deliverer. Uh, don't shoot the messenger, quite literally. Look, uh, if you can promise me that I'm going to be safe, then I'll go with you. But I've got to be back in time. You're asking me to deliver you and then bring you back here so you can do your shenanigans again? You can just release me. I just need to be back. Otherwise, you guys are going to have some real trouble down here in the South. Why don't you be back for? Well, some might call it a meeting. A meeting of what? With some fellas from the marshes itself. Uh, the queen's got quite an interest down here. Yeah, she says, she says like, all oh, the disgust, right? You having one of those boys' nights with, you know, the ale and the dancing and the girls and you know, the brothels? Kind of shakes his head as he just, no. Look, miss, I'm willing to go with you My and answer is, some uh, questions. Mildred. You can call me, you can call me a... Miss Baron, though, because you haven't taken me to dinner yet. Okay. Well, I'll go with you, but uh, you got to promise that I can get back real soon. How soon we talking? Otherwise, it's not going to be good for your Because I only went to here. these horses for two days, and, it, you know, it really shortened the trip, but you may have to go back on foot. That's fine with me. You know, she looks over to Cypress. Are we allowed to return people we uh take into custody, or is this kind of like a, a deal we're making right now? As an invisible me, I just shrug my shoulders. Because like, eh. <laughs> right now, I have a suspicion we're going to have to break them out. And I'm okay with that because I'm going to be leaving quite soon. So I would never break a promise. And, you know, she holds up one of her hands. Scout's on her. And Boy well, Scout's worth a thing. <laughs> this is, uh, well, okay then, ma'am. Uh, you know, I trust you. So I'll, I'll go with you, I suppose. As he kind of stands up off of you. And reaches an arm out towards you to lift you up. Ah, thank you now. And, you know, she gets up and dusts herself off. And she goes, now listen, if I had my whistle on me, this would not have been a pretty sight. You know, she looks over to Cypress and she goes, well, come along. We got some gold to collect and some questions to get answered. And apparently a deal I just made. And I'm not sure I can feel, but we'll work it out with the kings when we get there. <laughs> she starts walking towards Well, can we, can we tie this guy up first? What's that? I mean... We we gotta tie this guy up first, right? I mean, tie him up. He said he'd come willingly. I don't know how well I trust him. And, you know, she turns over to was it Harold? Uh, Harlan. Harlan. Oh, <laughs> my bad. You're coming. <laughs> hey, Harold. <laughs> You're coming willingly, so long as I have the you know the ability to try and get you back for your friends. Yes, ma'am. See, he said you do it, and he said, "Ma'am," like a plot boy. Come on, let's go. All right. What's the worst I can have? So he can uh, try and run, but I just... And then she points at her at, at, his, at her forehead. I'll just take you out clean. 
And he kind of nods at you. And, I mean, looks around awkwardly at the empty space near him. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be behind him and, like, kind of push him towards... Move it. Uh, Mildred. Oh. <laughs> Move it. <laughs> <laughs> the shove more than the voice kind of catches him off guard as he continues on down that little trail. Uh, you guys are leading him back to your horses, you said? Yeah, yeah I'm going to, I'm gonna, when we get to the horses, I'm going to try to uh, see how bad we can, or how well we can recover that wagon. Okay. So, as you guys kind of get him over to the horse and lined up, you peer out at Cypress. Kind of like I told her, it appears that those two wheels on the right side of the cart seem to be fairly fucked up. The back right wheel is kind of cracked and it's missing a few points but the left wheel seems to have, or the wheel in front on the right side appears to be intact with a few cracks, almost like the weight once it tipped kind of fucked up that wheel but broke the back one. So you could pull it along and it might hobble its way down the trail, but it's going to slow you guys down quite a bit. Madrill, do you got a uh, guy thing that can uh, recover this uh, wagon wheel? Can we repair this somehow? You want me to repair a wheel? Yeah, maybe a spell called Mendon. <laughs> a spell called do I and you know she pulls out a book from her backpack and starts flipping through it a spell called you know that sounds very familiar and she looks through it oh right here a mending spell you know I haven't used one of these in eight as she's reading it and this spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch such as a broken chain link two halves of a broken key oh this is exactly what we need <laughs> why did not I think of this Alrighty, I will go ahead and mend the carriage. So easily enough, you can kind of place your hands onto it, and with a few moments, you begin to see the wood form back into itself, and the broken pieces lying on the ground kind of form back and mold back into a clean, fresh kind of wood. And now it's a full wheel once again on both the front and the back, as you've kind of taken your time with this and made it nice. You've got yourself a rolling carriage. Uh, why did I need a kid of carriage work in a uh, Cypress. Oh, we're going to throw uh, uh, Harlan on the back of this. You're going to put Arnold on the carriage? It's Harlan. <laughs> Arnold? Harold? Harold? Whatever you want to call Not him. Bad. We're put- <laughs> Fuck him. He's going on the carriage, and we're going to use our war horse and the show horse, and we're going to carry him back into the town. Uh, so be it. Do we, do we have anything to... I, I, I don't know if, how well I trust this man. Do we have a sleep spell? Can we tie him up or something? I don't... You know, you gotta let somebody have a little bit of dignity. Yeah, I guess. I guess. He may be our enemy, but he's still a, a man. You know, she kind of like pets his beard. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of steps away for a moment. He says, uh, please don't touch miss. <laughs> and I'll I'll reach behind him because I'm pushing him forward. I'll, I'll touch his beard. He's <laughs> <laughs> He shakes his hand as he kind of spits to the side. Says, like, God, you two got the cart up and looking clean now. You guys are getting him in the back, right? Yeah. You guys hopping on, hitching up your horses and make your way down? Mm-hmm. Is that the plan here? Out we go. Okay. Are you guys heading at a fast speed or kind of a slower one again? Medium. Nice medium. Nice medium. Get there quick, but not too quick. We don't want to fucking knock him off there. We don't want to give him enough chance to, like, jump off. You guys are trying to get going, but between the different sizes of your horses and whatnot, and not-so-experienced Cypress on a large horse, it's kind of making it slowly. 
it's not as fast as you were hoping. The hours roll on as now the sun is completely gone and it's getting darker and darker in the swamps. You hear strange noises and water slashing throughout the swamps as you're making your way through this dense, fucked up area. Trees kind of lying along the trail throughout the next few hours. Uh, you see small little campfires kind of glowing off to your east and to your west, kind of deeper past the ends of swamps and almost seem like little campsites, but nobody seems to be fucking with you guys. And after about four hours or so of kind of traveling in this cart, milking your guys' way through this deep mud, you guys finally begin to see the outside of the Adventurers Guild once again rolling up. Can I look back at the cart? Is Harlan back there? Uh, He is. He appears oh. to like kind of just be resting up against the back of it, and he almost seems to be asleep at this point. Okay. As you guys roll up to the outside of the Adventurers Guild, you see the orc and the small little man kind of drinking some beers. They appear to be pretty fucked up as they're kind of lined up on the outside of the stables once again, and the orc kind of looks over and he says, Oh, shit. The horses are back. Look at it. <laughs> and just the little man says, like, Well, would you look at it there, huh? Fancy that. I'll trade you the gold that I paid you earlier for this uh, nice, perfect, pristine wagon. It's re just recently been repaired. I'll trade you for the three gold for the wagon. The little one begins to say, like, well, I don't know, and then the big orc just kind of shoves him to the side. He says, oh, I like that deal. <laughs> Here we go, says I, uh, and he pulls out of his pouch the three gold, and he hands it back to you. He says, no, that's what I call trading. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll pull out Arlen. Harlan. All right. I'll grab the snakes. The <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, we need the snakes. <laughs> that's all main point. Madrill, she's going to pull one of her healing potions out, and she hands it to um, Harlan, and she goes, um, here, honey, for the headache. Uh, you hand it on over to him as he pops the cork off the top of it and chugs it down, and he says, uh, there's just nothing quite like that, is there? I suppose, uh, I mean, you said you had some questions, and I guess, so, where are we heading? I think we should take him back to Yobar? Was that Yogar. Yobar? With a G. Oh. Yobar? <laughs> Yogar. Oh, we should take him back to Yogar. <laughs> take him back to Yogar, because Yogar is the one that has the questions for him. So that's what we'll do. All right. So as you guys kind of lead him into the guild, people are kind of eyeballing him as you two lead him through this crowd. And as you get him up towards the stage at the other end of this bar, uh, Yogar kind of laughs his, Look at you. You all made it back safe and honestly, quite a bit quicker than I expected. Well, I'll take it from here. Thank the two of you. I also on you two for the night. Um, and uh, one uh, little thing. Well, well, Yobar, Yogar, Gobar. Yogar. 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 Now, honey, and she'll like put a hand on his shoulder and be ever so sweet and you know bat her lashes. You see, I've we, me and uh, Harlan I and Cypress also. Have all come to an agreement that it would be very unnecessary to keep him here for far too long. So if you can just run some of those questions on by him real quick so he can give you the answers to it. um, And then just let him be on his way. That would be ever so appreciated. It's kind of nods. Says, uh, well, Madrill, you know, I do like you. But uh, I'll tell you what, he'll be, he'll be on his way in no time. Um, I'm like, I'll wink to Yo Bargain. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
says, I just have to, uh, well, take him back to my study for a few questions. And, you know, she'll turn to Arlen. Arlen, Yobar's gonna ask you a few questions. You gotta be on your bestest, most honest behavior now. Can you promise me that? Well, miss, uh, I got a feeling this ain't gonna end too good for me anymore. And then she turns to Yobar. Now, you, you said he'll be on his way, and, and he came very willingly, and he was quite polite about it, so... I best I, I best suggest you give this man at least the dignity of leaving with only a few bruises and scratches. I will do my best, ma'am. I can promise you that. In that moment, you see, as he kind of waves over to a few of the men standing to his right, they kind of walk up and approach Harlan pretty cautiously, and they kind of take him as he follows along with them, leading him back into a door behind the large chair that Yogar has set up, kind of in the center of this adventurer's guild. And uh, he leads him into the back room as you see Yogar leave as well. Turns to Cypress. Well, I think that went very well. I think so, too. I was very I was very scared that uh, Her- Harlan was going to escape and try to leave the wagon. He didn't. And, you know, that's not going to go well in his favor. But, you know, we're here. We did the mission. We did what we were told to do. I said that he'd be on his way, so everything's going to be just fine. I think that was like a double entendre. Like he was gonna he's on his way to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you know, a very shooken. I'm shooketh of the, uh, the encounter that we've had. I think he meant he's on his way to see uh, his maker. What? <laughs> he's gonna die. But I promise he'd get back to the boys. Well, some of his boys are up in heaven. We killed two of them. Three. Three of them. Oh, well, lost count. No, I just feel terrible. You know, I usually drink my sorrows. You wanna? I'll I'll buy your drinks. I think Yobarg said our drinks are on him. Let's. Oh, let's get drunk and have a hoedown. Grab <laughs> Cypress's hand and run into the bustling. I'm gonna attempt to square dance. As the night continues on, and you two get drunker and drunker, and the dancing begins, the music begins to play. I mean, it's hard to tell what's gonna happen behind that door. Who really knows? But as the night continues on, you two. Have a great one as you get shit-faced and blow the night away. Uh, that's where we're going to go ahead and call this week's episode of One Shot Dungeons. Thank you so much for joining us, Hunter. That was great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Your role play is fucking awesome. Oh. You put me under the water for sure. Oh, My God, no. you did yeah. great. No, stop. I was just stop. <laughs> fun. Very fun. Thank you for having me. I, I'm, I'm, it was really nice. I was telling Jacob, right? Yep. About yep. how much I miss being a player. So, you know, it's just it's been a long time. Yep. <laughs> Always fun to step back into that. Yeah, but thank oh, you for having oh. me. This is amazing. This is a great idea. I love it. It's fun to do it. Um, where where can we find your art again? Girl Pulp on Instagram. So girl pulp, as in the stuff you find in your OJ. And um in Twitter is gonna be fickle, pickle with pickle with an F glory. And we'll tag her and all our shit on social media. So everybody check out that shit to find her easier. Look it up if you want to. Find her kick-ass shit. There might be some uh, OSD characters coming up now. Yay! Everybody out there, have a kick-ass day.